Hey, what's that orange van over there? The kidney mobile. Where's it headed? What does it do? Come on, hop in the passenger seat and let's find out. Excuse me, does everybody know about this? More and more each day, more people are learning that the kidney mobile is out there, that we're out there trying to test people for kidney disease. That's Regina White, licensed phlebotomist, senior manager of the Kidney Mobile, and my colleague at the National Kidney Foundation of Illinois. I'm Sarah Jane Castro, Director of Marketing and Communications for the Foundation, and your host on this episode of The Journey Continues. Regina, did you always work in healthcare or health organizations? No, I didn't. Actually, I started out doing a program called KEEP, Kidney Early Evaluation Program. We would just go out and we would check a person's blood pressure or uh, do a little urine test on them. And that's how it kind of all started. You've been with the foundation a while. Tell us a little bit about what you did when you first started and then how the Kidney Mobile program developed from there. Well, when I started out back in 1997, I was just um, doing the administrative work and then I started with the KEEP program. And in 2005, since we were already doing KEEP and going um, throughout Chicago and different locations, um, just testing a person's blood pressure and uh, doing a urine test on those individuals. We had a board member that was saying, wow, what you guys do is great, but it would be even better if you all had a mobile unit of some sort where you all could travel. And that way you would be able to go outside of just Chicago and you all could test people and maybe add more tests so that you could test people for kidney disease. And that was back in 2005. And so she actually donated our first kidney mobile in November of 2005. It was a 35-foot kidney mobile, I'll put it that way. (laughs) Yes. And so we didn't actually put it on the road in uh, November of 2005. We started with the kidney mobile in 2006. We actually put it on the road. And we started going throughout Chicago and the state of Illinois and testing people for kidney disease. And that first giant kidney mobile, did you screen people on the actual truck? Yes, we were only doing blood pressures and blood sugars on the truck at that time. A person would come in and they would get their blood pressure and their blood sugar tested. And it got to the point where the line started to wrap around the kidney mobile. So we were trying to figure out a way, you know, um, because we could not take everyone on the kidney mobile. So that's when we decided, well, maybe we could just take the kidney mobile and use it more so for advertisement outside to get people to come in. And maybe we can start asking people that had a large enough space if we could come in and do the blood pressures and the blood sugars and also add more tests. And that's when Uh, a pharmaceutical company donated our first urinalysis machines. And so we added that test as well. 
Well, that's amazing to hear how it transitioned so quickly too and became popular. Who usually attends screenings? Who do you usually see come through? Well, anyone 18 years or older is invited to be tested. Now we've added more tests. We not only check a person's urine, um, we um, provide two urinalysis tests. The first test, we check for microscopic amounts of protein in the urine. And the second test tells us whether or not a person is spilling more protein because protein is one of the first signs that something could be going on with your kidneys when you start to spill protein in the urine. And that second test also tells us if a person has blood in their urine, if they have sugar in their urine or any infections, are they dehydrated? So both of those tests is very important when we provide those to the participants. And we also check a person's blood sugar because uncontrolled high blood pressure and uncontrolled diabetes are the leading causes. And we also do an A1C hemoglobin test on all diabetics, which tells us over the last 90 days how well a person's blood sugar has been on average. And then we check the person's body mass index and waist circumference. We check a person's blood pressure. We also have a point of care device that's called our iStat machine, which gives us a person's creatinine so that we can calculate their GFR. And their GFR stands for a glomerular filtration rate, which lets us know how well a person's kidneys are filtering. And if they're doing what they're supposed to do, when we calculate that number, it should come back above 60. So a person gets to go through all of these tests and, and, and get those results right away. And they actually, after they finish with all the tests, they sit down with a healthcare professional who actually goes over all of their results and print them out a copy for their files. Wow. So this is a very, very thorough screening all yes. for free. Yes, all for free. As long as you're 18 years or older, we, you can get tested. Wonderful. So let's get the van rolling. What does a participant need to do to prepare before a screening? Well, we usually, we don't require them to fast, but we will tell them if they do fast or if they have something to eat or drink before they get tested to wait at least two or more hours after they eat or drink something and then come and get tested because that way their results can be more accurate than, than a person that have just had something to eat or drink. Their blood sugar may be a lot higher than it would be if they were fast. Okay, that makes sense. What kinds of history questions do you need to know about a participant beforehand? A person comes in and they go to registration and there's a series of questions. We find out if they have a doctor or primary care physician, have they ever been told they have kidney disease? Is anyone in their immediate family, any of those individuals have, have suffered with high blood pressure, diabetes, or kidney disease, things of that nature. And is the family history, does that play a part in looking at their results to determine if they're at higher risk? 
Yes, um, sometimes it does because a lot of times it could be hereditary that a person may develop kidney disease. So we do ask those questions. We ask if they ever been told they were a diabetic or if they have high blood pressure and if they're taking medication for it. And so it does play a part in that factor that that person could, it could be something that's hereditary because sometimes a person is doing everything right and they're doing everything that they're supposed to do and they still end up with kidney disease because it may be something that could be hereditary. Okay, that's interesting. So after they've registered, they are handed a urine cup and asked to provide a sample. You're all set at this station. Hang on to that. They'll go over all your results at the end. And then the next Walk us through what that urine test is looking for. Well, the first test, we run two tests on the urine. That first test, we're checking for microscopic amounts of protein in the urine. And then the second test tells us whether or not a person is spilling more protein in their urine. And that second test also lets us know if that person has an infection, spilling white blood cells, if they are spilling blood in their urine, if they are dehydrated. And it also tells us if they have ketones, things of that nature in their urine that could be all things related to or dealing with kidney disease. So every abnormal result you see on the urinalysis, does that necessarily mean there's something wrong or could there be other factors that are at play? No, it doesn't mean, even if a person, I tell people all the time that if you go to the doctor and the doctor say you're spilling protein in your urine, we don't want them to feel like, oh my God, something's going on with my kidneys. Because if you just left the gym, if you just walked briskly, you just finished exercising and you go somewhere and have a urinalysis test done, nine times out of 10, you will have protein in your urine. So it it doesn't necessarily mean that if you're spilling protein that something's going on with your kidneys. Um, They usually check on three consecutive uh, occasions to, to find out whether or not it's related to kidney disease if you're spilling protein. Okay, interesting. And I imagine menstruating women would have some different results too, depending on the time of their cycle. Yes, definitely, because blood is a protein. So if a person is menstruating, the test more than likely will come back abnormal. So we just usually ask that person maybe to go and get another urinalysis test done when they're not menstruating because blood is a protein. Okay, that makes sense. So after the urinalysis test, they then go to the blood glucose station. What is blood glucose and how is that tested? Well, the blood glucose is the amount of sugar that a person is spilling in their urine. If a person is fasting, had absolutely nothing to eat or drink, their blood sugar should really be between 60 and 100. It really should never go over 100 if a person is fasting. But if they've had something to eat or drink, and it's been longer than two hours since they had something to eat or drink, their blood sugar really should not go over 140. So those are maybe an indicator that if a person is fasting and their blood sugar is over 100, we usually will do that A1C test 
which give us an on average over the last 90 days how well a person's blood sugar has been ranging. So when we find those those individuals that are out of the range of the norm, then we will run an A1C on those individuals. And how do you collect those samples? Well, we, we just um, prick a person's finger and we have a, our blood glucometer, <laughs> and which we, we just prick the finger, um, gather just a little blood, and we run it through the glucometer. <laughs> <laughs> That's a tricky word. Okay. And, and it'll give us their tests in five, five seconds. And so if they do need an A1C done as well, then we usually try not to stick them again. We'll, we'll get their results in five seconds. And if it's out of the range of the norm, then we will just um, gather a little bit more blood and put it in this cartridge. And we can run that cartridge, which takes about six and a half minutes. And it will give us a person's A1C hemoglobin test. Okay, interesting. Have you run into participants who don't know that they have diabetes before that test? Oh, yes. Just about every screening, we find people that never knew they were a diabetic. That, I mean, you would be surprised the number of people that never knew they were a diabetic. We have people that says, oh, my blood sugar is high like that because I had a slice of cake last night. And I'm like, well, that could be true, but this test, this A1C, tells us over the last 90 days how well your blood sugar has been on average. So that's what really lets us know um, if, in fact, a person is a diabetic or not. Okay. That's so interesting that it can look at your blood sugar over that long of a period of time. Yeah, yes, yes, because 57 when we run that test, 5.7 to 6.4 is considered pre-diabetes. 6.5 and up is considered diabetes. So when we get, we have people that their A1C is 14 and they'll say, oh, it's because I had a slice of cake. Oh, no, no, no. This <laughs> isn't from this slice of cake that you ate last night. Wow. Yes. Yeah, that kind of result, I think that'd have to be an awfully powerful piece of cake. Right. right. <laughs> okay, so after the, the blood glucose, then they move on to blood pressure and BMI. Walk us through the, what you're looking for there. The blood pressure, like I stated earlier, that's one of the leading causes of kidney um, disease, kidney failure. And we check a person's blood sugar and a normal blood pressure for an individual under 65 should be that systolic number, the top number should be 120 or lower. And the bottom number, the diastolic number should be 80 or lower. And anyone ages 65 and older, that top number could be 140 or lower and the bottom number could be 90 or lower. So we um, find people all the time where their blood pressure is extremely high. And for those individuals, we don't say, okay, something's going on with your kidneys. Usually we'll ask them to go and have it repeated a few more times and, and then kind of 
if it's high, when they go and have it repeated, I usually ask them if they could record the date that they are going to get it tested again, the time and the actual results. And if that top number exceeds what it should be, then I usually will tell them to go see their doctor right away. Okay. We have had people like we had a person not too long ago, her top number was extremely high and her bottom number was extremely high. And we wanted her to seek immediate referral at that time. We wanted to call an ambulance in which there have been times where we've had to call an ambulance because of a person's blood pressure or blood sugar being really, really high. Wow. That's so what can happen if your blood pressure is that high? Well, a lot of times, sometimes a person could stroke out. They can go to sleep and not wake up. So it's so important. They could pass out anything. So that's why we encourage people to make sure they control their blood pressure because it's it's very important that they do that. Yeah, that sounds serious. Yes. And the body mass index, we also check the BMI and waist circumference. And that varies because you have people that, you know, guys in the gym that works out. So it plays a part, but when we check that, but it's more important when we check a person's blood pressure and their um, blood glucose. Okay. So the BMI is just kind of a, a nice in- piece of information to have, but not the most crucial part. Right. So once they've completed all those tests and they might have, let's say they have one or two abnormal results, what happens next? Where do they go? Well, they sit down with the healthcare professional who goes over all of their results with them. And if they have one or two abnormal results, we use it, especially because the range is, it should be negative. After negative, it's a trace. And then they're small, then moderate, then large. So a person that has a trace of something in their urine, we don't usually send that person to the hospital or to go see their doctor. We'll just tell them, please have another urine test or have this test repeated at your next doctor's visit. But if they have anything higher than a trace, if they have a small amount of blood or a small amount of white blood cells. And and especially if it's a female, she's not menstruating, or if they have white cells that could be an indicator that there's some sort of an infection, we will tell them to go and have their tests repeated by their doctor because we don't just want them to go on one test. So we usually always will, anyone that has small, moderate, or large of anything, we'll have them go and have that test repeated by their doctor. Okay. So I know that you draw blood at the screenings. Who Do you need to draw blood on everyone or just certain folks? And what are the, the indicators for that? No, we don't draw blood on everyone. If a person is spilling quite a bit of protein in their urine, if both their urine tests come back abnormal, I'll usually draw blood on those individuals. If a person's blood sugar is extremely high or their uh, A1C hemoglobin test is high, I'll draw blood on those individuals. And the same with the blood pressure, if their blood pressure is extremely high, because those could be um, some of the reasons if their blood glucose is high or if their blood pressure is high, 
that could be uh, a reason why they started to lose kidney function because we find people that never knew they had high blood pressure and their kidneys are, they're in stage three, four of kidney disease because they didn't even know that their blood pressure was high and not knowing every day that it's up, it makes the kidneys work so much harder. So over time, a person is losing kidney function when they're not aware or if they're aware of it and just not doing anything about it. Every day your blood pressure is up. Every day your blood sugar is up. It's making your kidneys work so much harder and you're losing kidney function and kidney disease don't have symptoms until the latter stages. So it's stressing your kidneys, but you, you have no idea. Correct. So after you've drawn their blood and you, you run it through your iStat machine, what does the machine tell you about their blood? Well, it will calculate their creatinine, which is, um, lets me know about their kidney function. And once I enter that creatinine number in the tablet, it will calculate their GFR, which stands for glomerular filtration rate which will tell me how well a person's kidneys are filtering. And if they're doing what they're supposed to do, ideally that number should come back above 60. The lower that number gets below 60, the worse off a person's kidneys are becoming. And if that number were to ever fall below 15, then that's when it would require dialysis. Now, I always tell people that are up in age, the older you get, you will start to lose. Some people will start to lose some kidney function because that's just the nature of the beast. Um, you will lose some kidney function. And so we'll check, even if they're older, just to see if, in fact, they, they're losing too much or you know what stage they're in. So Because we don't want that number to fall below 15 because that will require dialysis. That's amazing that you can tell a person's kidney function right there at a screening. Yes, yes. So what are the next steps for people? They've met with either you or another one of our volunteer medical professionals and gotten their results. What kind of follow-up or what steps happen after the screening's over? Well, when the screening's over, we will tell them that we um, will try to follow up with those individuals like two to three months down the line to give them an opportunity to make an appointment to have those tests repeated. And then we try and follow up with them and um, just to find out if in fact they've gone to see their doctor and if they have, what did their doctor diagnose them with? Or um, we would ask them what you know happened when they saw their doctor. They need to go back because you want to see if the antibiotics have cleared up the infection. So mm -hmm. that makes yeah. sense. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. What sort of educational materials do you give people at a screening to teach them about kidney health and what they can do to prevent their results from worsening? We have a brochure a GFR glomerular filtration brochure that I usually, if I see that they're in some sort of stages of kidney disease, I will provide them with that. But we also have an educational table where we have all information on the table about diabetes, high blood pressure, chronic kidney disease. We have a flyer that talks about one in three people on average that has kidney disease. 
And we also have a nutrition table set up because your diet plays a role in you having or not having kidney disease because you want to make sure that you're eating right so that you won't develop diabetes. So we also um, provide a nutritional table as well. Okay, great. Tell us something remarkable you've seen as a result of the kidney mobile. Well, I will say we had a guy that came through the screening. He didn't even want to do the screening. He was like, no, I'm okay. I go to my doctor. And so we were like, just go through. It's free. You get all your results today. And he had said he had gone to see his doctor like maybe six months prior. And I was like, well, just get it tested today. You'll get all your results today. And so he actually went through the um, screening and he found out that his blood pressure was extremely high. And so I was telling him, I said, you need to go and see your doctor right away. He was like, well, I've never had high blood pressure. My blood pressure has always been good. But as high as it was, I knew that it had to been for several months, you know, for it to be that high, as high as it was. And so when he went, he found out that he did have high blood pressure and he had to get the medication from his doctor. And he was really a healthy man. I'll put it that way. He he was a, a really a big guy. He told me he was so excited when I saw him again, because he said that he would never have known that his blood pressure was high like that if he had not been tested. And he decided that he wanted to lose weight as well, because when I was telling him about how that diabetes plays a role in kidney disease and you want to make sure that you're eating healthier. He told me that day, I'm going to go see my doctor. And since you told me this, I think I'm going to start watching what I eat. And so when I saw him again, which may have been like, it might've been, it wasn't a year, maybe close to a year later. I didn't even recognize him because he had so much weight. And he was like, this is the lady that saved my life. And so, yeah, yeah. So every time I hear people that say that they're so glad that they got a chance to speak with us and go through the screening, that it makes me know that what I'm doing is right. Because we hear it all the time. You guys talk to us and tell us more about our health than sometimes my doctor tells me because we have a little bit more time to talk to people. And a lot of times the doctors, they're so busy, they don't have as much time. So we get a chance to talk to people one-on-one. That's got to feel good to see that kind of result. See someone who had really scary results the day of with that high blood pressure that you told us earlier could cause a stroke and then to see him a year later and he's doing so well, that's got to feel good. Yes. I was really shocked when I saw him because I didn't even recognize him. And when he told me, I was like, oh, now I remember. (laughs) I see so many people. Yeah. I did remember when he told me, I was like, oh my gosh, because he had lost the weight and he was he was really, really happy that he got a chance to go through the screen. And so that made me happy. How many do you see every year through the kidney mobile? 
prior to the pandemic, we were getting about 70, sometimes 80 people. Now we're averaging between 50 and 75 right now. The numbers are climbing back up per screening. And we have some screenings that may have less participants, but on average, the ever since the pandemic, we the the numbers people are starting to feel more comfortable coming out again. So the numbers are climbing back up, and we've had a screening where we've saw a hundred people. So wow, that's yeah. great. How many screenings do you um, have a year? On average, we have about sixty. I would say about sixty to seventy screenings a year. Okay. And where does the Kidney Mobile travel? We travel throughout Chicago, the Chicagoland suburbs, and throughout the state of Illinois from March through November. Okay. How has the program changed since 2005? Oh, it's really changed because we started out just doing, we only had a couple tests we were doing, and now we've added... The, the A1C hemoglobin test, we're doing the, the body mass index, and we're doing the blood draws, which tells us a lot. So it's changed tremendously. Um, we have more people that knows that we're out there. So people are calling up and they're requesting us to come out and come to their location. So I would say is definitely more and more each day where more people are learning that the kidney mobile is out there, that we're out there trying to test people for kidney disease. That's wonderful. I've been to a couple of screenings in my tenure at NKFI, and I, I always love coming out to help because you get to see remarkable results from people. You get to hear incredible stories from people. And you can see that you're, we're actually changing lives with this program. We're helping people find the information they need that maybe they they haven't been to the doctor in a while, or maybe their doctor hasn't tested them for kidney disease. It's so exciting to be part of the Kidney Mobile program. Yes, I agree. I definitely agree. Before we wrap up, why should people get screened? Well, I would encourage any and everyone to get screened because kidney disease don't have symptoms. So I would encourage everyone to get tested because once you lose your kidney function, it's not like you can just gain it back. You can just stop the progression once you find out. And so we've had people that been in stage three of kidney disease and they start to do the necessary things that they need to do to keep it from progressing and have been in stage three. And so that's why we do what we do, because if we can catch them before it gets to stage five, they can actually stop the progression of kidney disease. That's amazing. So that early detection is is super important. Correct. Well, Regina, thank you so much for walking us through the kidney mobile screening and telling us about your history with the NKFI and how things have changed and grown since then and all the ways that uh, NKFI is touching lives across the state. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Hopefully everyone will hear this and they will want to come out and get themselves tested. So please come and see us. 
Yeah, if you think you could be at risk for kidney disease, ask your doctor about a simple blood and urine test that could save your life, or stop by one of our Kidney Mobile screenings to get tested for free. Visit kidneymobile.org to find an upcoming screening near you. I'm Sarah Jane Castro, and this is The Journey Continues. Prevention is a huge part of our mission at NKFI, so here's Dr. Melissa Prest with a health and nutrition tip. Here's today's health tip on managing diabetes. Diabetes is one of the leading causes of chronic kidney disease. It's a condition where your body cannot make enough insulin or is unable to use the insulin that's made. Insulin is a hormone that's produced by the islet cells in your pancreas to regulate your blood glucose. Long-term or not well-controlled diabetes can damage small blood vessels, which limits your kidney's ability to clean your blood well. Diabetes is monitored by the ABCs. A stands for checking your hemoglobin A1C and having it treated if it's high. B stands for blood pressure. It's important to monitor and treat high blood pressure. And C stands for cholesterol. Monitor and treat high cholesterol. If you are someone living with diabetes, a lot of the day-to-day management of it is in your control. Here are 10 important ways you can make a big impact on your diabetes health. Make healthy food choices. Create a healthy meal plan or get the help of a registered dietitian to create a plan that's right for you. Be physically active and get an exercise to help control your blood pressure, blood sugar, and lower your cholesterol. Take all of your medications as prescribed. Keep a logbook with your blood sugar numbers and take that book to your doctor appointments. Watch for symptoms or changes in your health and communicate that with your healthcare team. If you're feeling overwhelmed or need more support, talk with your healthcare team to discuss options. Ask questions so that you feel confident in your ability to care for yourself. Talk with others who are living with diabetes and find support to help you. Get tested for chronic kidney disease at least once a year. Stay informed and keep learning so that you can manage your chronic health condition. With today's health tip, I'm Melissa Prest, a registered dietitian nutritionist and the foundation dietitian for the National Kidney Foundation of Illinois. The Journey Continues is brought to you by the National Kidney Foundation of Illinois and sponsored by Donate Life Illinois. To learn more about kidney disease and living donation, visit www.nkfi.org. To register to become an eye, tissue, and organ donor, visit lifegoeson.com. If you enjoyed what you heard today, please subscribe to and leave a review for The Journey Continues in Apple Podcasts or wherever you like to listen. This podcast is produced by Rivet. To hear more great podcasts, visit rivet360.com.